Hey, I'm Mikey. And I'm Randy. And, and we, we are, are the Chapmans. And you're host of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, where we're going to talk about all we're learning, unlearning, and loving about marriage. We hope you enjoy. Now check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it, what I'm sowing with my seeds, like. Now check it out. Hello. Hey. This is episode two. Mikey was just spazzing out about how was it spazzing out. I, think I had to bless the pod. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. I love you. I love you too. So this is episode two of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. And before we get into our topic, we're going to start out with a love story from around the world. And then we're going to jump right into the discussion about the time we almost broke up and the creation of our non-negotiables. Afterwards, we're going to have our fight or flight segment where I'm going to bring my recent irritation to the table and Mikey is going to decide if he wants to apologize or defend himself. And then at the end of the episode, we'll have our PDA segment, also known as public display of affection, where we'll both get a chance to compliment each other or show gratitude. So. Mikey, yeah, your love story. All right, this is the first love story segment. Um, so I found a story on uh, Humans of New York because it's easy go to. Um, it's about a gentleman who um, came from really like rough beginnings, and he ended up like essentially in a space where he feels he is successful. Others like maybe like oh that's that's cool for that being what it is but he feels like he's come a very long way mm-hmm. um it's very appreciative of what he's gotten um it's a story out of bangladesh have you have you heard it no i haven't okay all right so we are going to get into this um but it stuck out to me because just fitting in with the theme of our episode today it's like going through a whole lot of shit to come out on the other side of something with something you know like being given a lot of lemons and creating something resembling lemonade, you know that quote, mm-hmm. that whole thing. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so, this gentleman, uh, his mother passed away during childbirth, and a woman from a nearby village tried to buy him from his grandfather. Mm-hmm. At first, his grandfather was insulted, um, but the woman kept begging. So he finally agreed to marry her into the family, mm-hmm. and she was his mother, quote unquote, essentially. Uh, she never showed him any affection. At the moment she had children of her own, she abandoned him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was 10 years old at the time, and her new husband threw his book bag into a lake mm-hmm. um, and told him to go find work, essentially like just kicking him out of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moved straight to the city in Bangladesh um, where, you know, he was hungry a lot. He uh, was homeless. He used to make soup out of goat food. Okay. I don't know how much you know about goat food. I've had... Not food with goat in it. Oh, yeah. But no, food you feed two goats. I don't know much. Nah, because they eat anything. I don't really know what goat food is either. But uh, he never begged. He never stole. And uh, there are a lot of people in the city. And he felt lucky enough to, you know, meet some good ones. Uh, people showed him what he would call, like, the right path. A restaurant owner let him live with him in exchange for washing dishes. Okay. Um, and when he was 15, an old Pakistani man taught him how to drive. And he became a bus driver. He met his wife while he was driving that bus. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they now have three children of their own. And 
he uh he says uh he has nothing left to leave them when he's gone but uh all of them are well fed and well housed period that's nice you did good i did right yeah you were nervous for no reason i wasn't i wasn't nervous for no reason I wasn't I mean, nervous. You were nervous. First of all, I'm very confident in my but no, I was nervous. But <laughs> like that was a I think it was a you know it's like touching. the metric in which we measure success is like yeah. crazy. <laughs> and like because of like social media and stuff, it's like magnified. Like if I don't have this really, really nice house, this really, really nice car, this high paying job by this certain age, I'm not successful. Successful. I feel like this is a success story. It's really beautiful. Yeah. That's nice. You did good. I did good. You did. I did good. Okay. I am a high five. Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that was actually really good. That was really nice. You so, sound shocked. I didn't know what you were going to do. We. This is the first time we did this segment. Yeah. And you found this story 10 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> which is fine. I snitching? just didn't know. I'm not snitching. Okay, fine. I'm just telling it. Uh-huh. Go, go, go. You're fine. So, so what, do you want to just start with the conversation, with the topic? Um, So last week, or not last week, well. (laughs) Episode one. (laughs) Episode one. We talked about our love story, um, how we met, the origin story, that we stayed together, that we've been together since 08. and, And we didn't touch on any of the other things. Things. Because like the, like the mess, the mess that was our relationship in the beginning. Yeah. Before time. And so this episode, we wanted just to get into just a little bit more of the real, because that's, that's what this podcast is supposed to be about. Not that's just highlighting about. when it was great or when it is great, but also when it's tough and things. And so. This episode may be difficult. Um, this episode oh, will be difficult. I'm sorry. Groot is standing. Like, he's laying right under my foot. And Sometimes just he just got to get stepped on. Came down on him. I'm sorry, puppy. It's okay. He likes to be in the way. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel so bad. But yeah, so. So let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Um, Again, to preface the story, Randy and I have <laughs> been in a relationship for 10 years. 10 years. A decade, been friends for a very long time, mm-hmm. and in the course of ten years, you are going to go through stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially when you are children. Especially when you are children. Especially when you are traumatized children. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, maybe go easy on us. Go or easy not. on us, or don't. or don't, or don't. You do whatever you want, listener. Okay, so the episode is about almost breaking up and our non-negotiables. So non-negotiables are, they're not ultimatums. They're more like Sanders. Like, hey, this is what I need in a relationship. And if you can't provide these things, like if you can't agree with me, no hard feelings, I'll move on. Yeah, we can and call so, it a day. And we can call it a day. And so we created non-negotiables after almost breaking up. And it was actually my mom's idea, but we'll get into that. But it has been our foundation since and really highlighted just like what we consider, how how we consider how we honor the relationship. Am I making sense? Yes. So it's essentially our our commandments. Yes. The (laughs) commandments. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's an honor system, essentially. Like. Yeah, so we we make it a point not to 
if we don't do anything else, we definitely don't we definitely don't violate the non-negotiables. We try not to violate the non-negotiables. When are we violating? No, you have to actively. We like we. Yeah, like it, you, we, obviously you're very intentional about not fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not it's not always easy, but so that's what non-negotiables are, and we'll get more into that as we get into the episode. Yes. So again. All of the the mess started with the picture of Mikey's phone. We started dating shortly after I told him I was in love with him and he said it back. And I was 15 and he was 17. And Just turned 17. It was right after Yeah, he had just turned 17. And at the time, um, he still had a picture of his ex like in his phone. And I was like, what? Like, what is, what is going on? And I didn't have a phone at the time. So I was like, maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> And he was like, oh, you know, I just, she, like, that's her caller ID picture. And it wasn't nothing crazy. It wasn't like a crazy picture. It really was a selfie. But I was just like. That was one of the first instances where you could say you felt off. Off. I wish I would have said, I don't like it. Why are y'all talking? We don't do exes. But I didn't. Because the lie I told myself was, oh, you tripping. You know, just be cool. Because this is new. Be cool is the theme throughout yeah. The earlier parts of this. Yeah. You know, you know, Mikey, he's great. This is simple. Don't be silly. Don't ruin a good thing. But the truth was, I just didn't want us to break up. So I didn't want to trip too hard. And then we break up. So. So, <laughs> so that was that was my opinion of like, you know, just deal with it. Yeah. And Mikey just let me deal with it. And so we. um there were other instances of like mess throughout our relationship, but like with just like different things, different friends and ex friends and other stuff. But teenage drum, yeah, like, this, but they it really was not as important as that ex. Like it really did. It was. No. <laughs> we were not. We did not spend much time on those things at all. The thing is, though, like being able to look back, like our opinions and views of what standards were as a teenagers are. We're non-existent compared to what we know standards to be as the adults we are now. Like mm-hmm. back then, like you had no standards necessarily. Yeah. So it was like, why would you speak up on something if it was starting to make you feel some and type of way? And I just wasn't confident. And, and compared to all the other guys I had dealt with and all the other guys I saw my friends deal with, Mikey was great. And from the male's perspective during that same time, it was like, well, I'm really not doing nothing. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. And I just let it go or I didn't, but I said I did. So we tried to make it work in college. There was a, a time where Mikey tried to be friend with this, friends with this ex. I even sometimes when I would visit, we'd all hang and it was just not good. <laughs> it was never dramatic. That's why I think it also, it was also like hard to, to like say something for me because it was never dramatic. Like it was not like y'all were fucking or anything it was more just like she's just always around because of this history that y'all have and on top of the fact she goes to your college See, this is one of the problems with like women suffering in silence mm-hmm. is that why y'all are suffering in silence we are completely oblivious because just like you were describing like because there's nothing being said and because everything was like cool. copacetic like it's more, i'm just like Oh, this hey, is this just, is like yeah. it. Yeah, like everybody oh, could be yeah, cool. And- it was horrible. But I felt I felt compelled to let like one, I felt 
really guilty because I went out of state. Like I, yeah. I wasn't in, I wasn't say I went to school in Ohio. I had every intention of always going to college out of state. And then you happened. And then I realized, Oh, this may like have implications. Like this may be like impactful. And the reason why that was such a big deal is because for the years from between when we first got together and us going to college, it was a lot of, we build a lot. Mm-hmm. We, there was, we were together. We talked all the every time. day. We saw each other all the time. It we was were together all of and like from the kids going time. from being together every, every day, day <laughs> every day to being like states away. Yeah, it was like, hard. And so I felt like, okay, well, he has this group of friends. She's part of this group of friends. You can't trip because you love. And so, um, and again, it was never dramatic. I never had anything crazy pop up. It was not like okay, yeah. So I felt like I couldn't be dramatic because it wasn't dramatic and it was just how it was. And I just had to get through four years, you know, um, yeah. of this. And, um, yeah, but the nature of your relationship was something, if you want to talk on that a little bit. So last episode we talked about what we talked stuff about? that I was going <laughs> through before you told me you were in love with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't divulge too much detail right? Cause we don't about wanna... things because, um, we don't have her permission or anything. No, yeah, and that's not my business to share, especially because we haven't spoken. And mm-hmm. like, just out of respect, I'm not going to do yeah. that. But um, there had been uh, instances of she and I were very close. Mm-hmm. She and I were like dangerously close. Mm-hmm. We had you know, experienced things as a child because we were children at this point. I was like 16, yeah. 15. Okay, so yes, so there was um, offspring. There were there were children, and these children are not here, obviously. Um, so I would have been a like a teenage father a couple of times mm-hmm. um, as a young kid. She and I had been through more than what teenage kids should go through, yeah. um, and we also experienced very separate, very real traumas. Mm-hmm. And um, being an adult now, being more trauma informed and being able to recognize, oh, this is what that was when that was that. Yeah. Uh, we were like uh, a recipe for disaster. It was like the perfect storm. <laughs> it's essentially what it is. Um, and in the big scope of things, we were dangerous for each other. You, just, yeah. you, know, you never know how bad you are for someone until you're able to look back and be like, that could have gone yeah. completely left. It did. It did go. Left. It go. It go. It went left, but it could have gone like left her. Left her <laughs> backwards. That's not funny. It's not funny. But um, yeah, I was I was in love, you know, a time or two, but in the end, I was t- shut up. <laughs> just just <laughs> drill tell song. your stuff. Uh, she uh, she was a very very big part of my life. Yeah, and and I felt like I had to like. I didn't feel like I had the space to negotiate. Th- that and because you work like I considered you very great there were a lot of we had a lot of fun you I, we worked after school together and some days when he when Mikey didn't work he'd like come up randomly on a Tuesday dressed in a suit with like one single rose it was just was very clean. grand and romantic very... and he would randomly randomly pop up at my mom's house and be like hey look at your window he'd be there he had already coordinated with not her. in like a creepy way but yeah yeah okay. he had already coordinated with her to like come surprise me because he was in school at the time before i before i went to college and like you were my best friend like I was just so in love and I didn't, I didn't feel like I couldn't negotiate because you were so great. I didn't think that I could require that you'd be good as well. You know? Yeah. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. So, um, so I just swallowed it. I just swallowed it and I swallowed it and I swallowed it all. And then the shift happened uh, when I went to Ghana. I went to, I studied abroad and we, st- we still stayed together. <laughs> I st- but I, I studied abroad, but I had to come home a few weeks early because my grandmother passed from breast cancer and it was awful. Like it was really bad. I found out. Um, yeah, it was a rough time. Mikey was with the family. So he was like really helpful and he picked me up from the airport and he was just there. And I had to find out all after the fact, I found out like the day after Thanksgiving and I was by myself. I was in another country on another continent (laughs) and it was really, really, really bad. But, um, Mikey was great. And I was like, oh my God, like now I can marry him. Like, I feel like I could marry him. I had never thought about marriage with, with you before until her death. But also another part is when I was in Ghana, I met other people, um, other guys. And these guys were more into like my classmates, but they were good guys. And I was like, oh, I, this whole time I had been putting up with all these things with Mikey for all these years because I always thought you were the only guy like you. Like, you know, like this, this was it. And I realized all I had to do was leave the state go to another country <laughs> i just need to go travel and then i will find that like this is not the case so then i really had to reconcile like have i been settling you know for like mm. what i've been putting up with like this is i could just i could just leave so like it was those two compounding things the fact that i had met these other men who were just great and also my grandmother's death and how you handled that and how you handle me handling that um yeah. So that's when my shift started happening like internally. And so that was in November. We made it all the way through June, like just doing the same things, but like little things still like. And by the same things you mean still, you know, hanging with that, that same uh, ex, friend group. Still. Uh-huh, friend group, not saying nothing. Not saying not nothing. Like I could say nothing, but like knowing something inside of me had changed in general. And so then Mikey had a motorcycle accident. And if you want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, driving down the highway on uh, on my bike. It's like a two-lane highway. Car stopped short. Um, swerving to avoid. End up running into a pickup truck that was jumping out into to turn. And uh, I went flying. I, I, I think I flipped like five times in the air. Mm-hmm. Um was later told I went 40 yards. You know, measure that. Um, ended up landing in an empire. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I landed in an empire of all places. Um, I just remember it very clearly um, while I was spinning and flipping. It was like, you know, just laying on my back. Obviously, I'm wearing protection, helmet, vest, and everything I need. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that whole, you know, your life flash before your eyes when you're about to die thing mm-hmm. is bullshit. <laughs> you don't think about your whole life. You think about like important shit. Mm-hmm. The most important thing. And the most important thing to my life in my life has always been the women in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I think about my mother and my sisters and my like and in the midst of that, I'm like really, really pissed. Once I hit the floor, like I'm like, I'm a statistic. It's like I am that person that they refer to now as like a motorcycle accident. A motorcycle accident. Um but it was it was very clear to me. With all of that going on, with the fact that I cannot move my legs, my legs busted wide open. Uh, my thighs were extremely bruised from smacking into a truck. Um, my right arm, um, muscles tore in my right arm, so I could not move it. And I'm just really trying to get my phone out my pocket with my left hand. 
And a lady walks up. She's like, you know, I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. What's going on? Don't move. You know, are you okay? Like, they're like, in a, like they're in a panic. Mm-hmm. A couple of people were in a panic. And I was just like, yeah, can you take my phone and call Queen? Because I had you on my phone at the time. Mm-hmm. Queen. And um, I was like, just start off telling her I'm okay. Say he's okay, but, and then say what happened after that. Yeah. And she's like, are you sure? Are you okay? Do you need it? And I was like, go ahead. We'll call 911. But first, I just need you to call this woman and let her know I'm okay. But after that, we can handle it from there. She so, calls you. Yeah, she called me. And actually, this day, I was sick as a dog. And Mikey was actually on his way to me. Um, to I think come, after yeah, I was coming to, house, I think he was going to come yeah. to me and bring some medicine. Because I was just down bad. And at the time, I was picking up my sister, Brianna, from work. And I had my brother with me because he was just riding with me. And so I get the call and I see that it's Mikey. And the first, the question is, hey, is this Queen? And I, Mikey, like, calls me and he plays a lot. I I'm, did. like, sick. And I'm like, yes, who, like, what? Like, I'm thinking it's Mikey. And she goes, hey, everything's okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was horrible. I, I was like, okay. I don't even know what I said. I can't even tell you what I said. I called my mother. I was about to turn around. I was about to drive to West Georgia. Um. I was about to drive to West Georgia where Mikey was, and she told me, uh, she was like, hey, don't, <laughs> she's like, don't drive to West Georgia because if he's had this accident, in West they're, Georgia. About hell, they're about to lift him to go somewhere else. And I was like, and I've never yelled at my mother before, but the only times I've ever yelled at her in my life were about Mikey. And all I could think about was, I missed my grandmother's death. If you think I'm about to miss Mikey's, like I was yelling. And she was so I was like, dead in your mind. Right. I, yes. Okay. And so, or you were dying and I was on, across the city and she was like, okay. And I was surprised she had to yell back. <laughs> she was like, I hear you, but wait for me. <laughs> like, do not drive out there. So I had an attitude. I was livid. I was just so angry and did not know what to do. And she called your mom and we figured out where you were going. And we realized you were at Atlanta Metro. Atlanta Medical. Me- AMC. Atlanta Medical. Yes. You were at Atlanta Metro. The one off Boulevard. Yeah. Um, because they were trying to decide whether to take you to Grady, which would have been trauma one. And so they decided to take you to the other one. So everybody was like, oh, that's good news because obviously the impact, like it was traumatic, but not traumatic enough to go to He ain't going to die. Right. Today. And so um, we made it to the hospital and. So before that's going on. Yeah. While that's Rewind back to after this phone call is being made. She then hangs up the phone and was like, yeah, so I told her. And I was like, thank you very much. And again, I've been very calm up to this point, but I am in pain. Mm-hmm. I'm in pain and there are ants eating at my flesh. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, I just start screaming. I have never yelled the F word this loud in my life. I just start screaming my lungs out. Like, so many things hit at once. I'm pissed. I, I was so pissed. I, I, was so, and I, I was finally able to, like, move my neck. And I look at my bike. And then, then, then there's more. I was like, oh, she, like, I, I'm alive from, like, that. My, my bike folded in half. Yeah, like, bad. the wheel folded in on the engine and, like, we'll it was bad. Pictures. To the Instagram page. We will upload it. Um, and she was asking, she was like, you know, do you, do you want to, what are we going to do? Like, they, they, they called the 911. 911 said there's a helicopter being sent out to pick them up. They put me in an ambulance. This was the most painful. I've never felt this much pain being lifted up off the ground. Mm. Everything at this point hurts. Like, it went from adrenaline keeping me numb to, I just got to cut through it. And the, the paramedic was like, no, just get it out if that's what you need to do. Because... Mm-hmm. 
my leg was bent all types of different ways because of my thighs impact on the the thing mm-hmm. uh, on the truck. And they got me in the ambulance and we drove, I don't know, one block. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to measure it. We were around the corner to the school elementary, the elementary school parking lot. And the helicopter took me from there. Moving from the truck to the helicopter was another feeling of pain I've never felt in my life. At this point, I'm immobilized. They like have my, they had my helmet off. Mm-hmm. Um, they had me strapped to this board, and he was like, you know, you can't move an inch. Um, you just need to be able to assess what's wrong. Um, and they put me on this helicopter, and I don't know. I guess I remember helicopters being much bigger in mm-hmm. like movies, like yeah. when they like rescuing people. This is probably the tiniest helicopter ever. They're, you can't move an inch. Um, and so for. 45 minutes, I'm flying in the air, mm. just staring at God. Cause, you know, like all you see is the sky above you. There's nothing else. I'm just, just praying. I hope I just want to walk again. I'm like, yeah. What am I going to do after this? Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many things going on up until that point that just didn't matter anymore. Yeah. And I'm just, just really engulfed in like what matters. I'm just really, that's all I was thinking about. And trying to figure out like how. I need to act with who I need to be once I get into this space because I know my mother is gone. Like she's going to be straight because my yeah. mother, you know, she's, she's seen these type of traumas before. Like, even though it's her own son, like she knows that, that there are like chances that something could happen, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't want my mother to like worry. Like I don't want my girl to like panic, but you're you. So I panic. you're going to panic. <laughs> so I was like, I need to make sure that I have one, like the best possible Facing the best attitude. Me and the, the pilot of the helicopter just talking shit. He was like, he was like, you all right, man? I was like, nigga, what you, <laughs> what you think? It was a black dude. He was real cool. I was like, yeah, you know, straight, man. He was like, y'all got time to like stop by Burger King. We could like grab. Yeah. I was like making jokes. I'm just trying to like, trying to just like lift my own spirits, but I'm just sad. It's a very, very sad time. Um, So we get to the hospital. They take me down to, was essentially one of the most embarrassing showers you could ever have. It's like 12 people in a room cutting my clothes off, washing me down with the coldest water imaginable, getting off grass and ants. The entire time I was on the helicopter, I was still getting eaten by ants. I forgot that part. Um, I got mad again because yeah. I didn't have a lot of pants. <laughs> it was like cutting up my pants. It was like the little things yeah. that just started to irritate me. Uh, <laughs> I'm able to control my hands enough to like cover up my dick. Um, to, <laughs> I'm able to like be like, all right, so y'all, y'all do what y'all got to do in that area, but this is fine. Like, it was bad. Um, they wash off all the blood and stuff from my arms, my hands, my legs. Yeah. Um, get me in the gown and they like get me up to a room, and I had like the little neck brace, neck brace thing on my head, and and then that's and, when we and that's when y'all him. came and. He looked bad, but everybody was just so ha- happy to see his eyes open. And my mom was like, this is the most beautiful sight ever. <laughs> She's like, I'm just so happy to see your eyes open. And Bree had been really calm and collected this whole time. Up until but as soon point. as she saw Mike, she burst out crying. And because I know that he's alive, I was fine. So we had all switched. Like, I was like, okay, he's good. I'm fine. And um, then Mikey's mom came and sisters and we sat with him for a little while. But he had like this cut in his hand, his like thumb and his. My thumb and my index finger separated. It was. uh, Yeah. And they didn't notice it at all when they were doing this 
cold bath. Yeah, so they had to come sew it, but it took him forever. And he couldn't so, like it. Was, my mother did it. Yeah, my mother stitched my hand up. It was it was a hot ass mess. Yeah. Um, but I had known that I was gonna spend a night. I was like, if they think that I am leaving this hospital, I am not afraid to like. <laughs> I was prepared to be a damn fool. You know, it's like, but, for, just so y'all have a picture in your head, Randy is like five three. three. Five two and a half, but five three on a good day. Shut up. Tiny. She's gonna fight the world if somebody tell her. Yeah. I was oh, okay, ready. But everybody left me alone. I guess I was giving off You was giving off that vibe. Like leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. So I stayed there with him and um at the time I was still sick and this nurse had told Mikey, Hey, my patients don't sleep if I don't sleep. And so she woke him up. Literally it felt like every thirty minutes to take medicines to check his vitals and all those things. And so um, I had stayed with him in the hospital. He did physical therapy. Um, I would come after work. I, I would. Yeah, the, the physical therapy session, the first one was a little, was rough. Yeah, I was. He was, I was trying to get me out of bed. and It was bad. I couldn't turn my hips. Everything at yeah. this point was completely sore. I couldn't move my legs. But it was like, you know, we got to see yeah. what you can do. Yeah, so it, um, it, it sucked. And then like. And, like, he had to, like, pee into a, like, I had to hold the, what you have to pee into? Like, this toilet. That little, the little bedpan. And I would have to hold it. And it was fine. Like, I was fine. I was just, like, I, I was not. Mikey was not, but was, I was fine. I was like, you're alive. I don't give a fuck. Let's just move. But. Um, Again, Randy is my girlfriend at yes. this point. Girlfriend doing wife shit. I didn't, I didn't really, like, I didn't care. Like, I don't care because obviously you can't be trusted to be left alone. So I need to <laughs> keep my eyes on you because you just go out here and die. But um, at the time, his friends, all his friends wanted to come see him. He, I think he'd been in the hospital for a few days. And one two, of those. Two. It had been, yeah, we had been two bit. days. Had it just been two days? Yeah, it was, it was a very long two days. But it that third it felt day, like you know. a week. Yeah. But um, I'm sick as a dog. And he goes, hey, everybody wants to come up and see me. I was like, okay, that's fine. He goes, well, she's here. Like, she wants to come as well. And that's sweet. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I am. I saw it as I am doing all these things, not for any reward or anything. I'm your girlfriend. That's what you do when your boyfriend almost dies. But, and we're grown, you know. It's summertime. Um, you know, like, it's fine. But why won't you choose me? Like, I felt like a Beyonce song. Like, why don't you love me? <laughs> like, why do you keep doing it's these things funny. to me? Why do you deny yourself heaven? Like, I felt like a lemonade monologue. Gotcha. <laughs> and in that same space, I'm just... He's just like, my friends just want to see it. Everybody was just like, what's the problem? You've never, okay. you've never had a problem with this before. And I'm yeah, like, you that- fucking idiot. <laughs> yes, I had. Like it, but I'm also like, he's like in this bed, immobile. You know, like immobilized and like... Obviously feeling like shit. Just let them have this. Another instance where I just swallow it. Like, what do I know? Who am I? I'm nobody. You know, obviously. obviously. Which is not the case. And that's what it felt like. Um, And so that was another switch in me. Because I was like, I really hate him, but I'm so in love. (laughs) And this is so awful, but I'm so happy he's alive. And I'm not leaving. But I did leave. And um, I went, I went. My mom picked me up and I, I don't even think I told her. I don't even think I, I was so ashamed that I had like, by this point we had been together. We're both in college. I don't even know, five years, four years. And, um, you had that since 2012. So 2013. Yeah. So yeah. And, um, 
I was like, yeah, this is, I, I've been putting up with this since I was 15 and I'm ashamed. And so I didn't even tell her that I was just like heartbroken. And on top of that, I'm still sick because I'm on Mikey's sleeping schedule and his sleeping schedule was every 30 minutes and I never had time to heal. And so I just feel very, it all felt very personal and I was just so sad and pissed. And then, um, but then life happened back to school. Nah, I spent nah, the summer man, with though, you. Before that, the whole yeah. summer. Yeah, Mikey was. I, I, I literally like stayed with him the entire. <laughs> I stayed with him. He needed help bathing. He needed help taking his medicine. I had, had to be like, closer to. Pills. So I stayed in Atlanta. Uh huh. So he stayed in his for mom's house months, and and I stayed there. Yeah, and, and I would Randy would help bathe me because I can't. I couldn't yeah. walk on my own. And again, I'm at this point. Well, I'm two two thirty. Yeah, he had gained I'm six two two thirty. I'm I had gained more weight being in the hospital bed because I can't do anything. Um Yeah. And I'm drugged up on top of that, so I really don't have much control over my body while I'm moving. And the pain meds, you know, looking back, you know, shout out to that hospital. Yeah, he had great <laughs> pain medicine, but it affected his blood flow. It affected everything. But he still wanted to have sex, but he couldn't get it up. Is I don't know what you're talking much? about. I and I that felt like it was like, oh, it's me. But then we realized that once he stopped taking the pills. That the point that I'm making was Randy was like, <laughs> let's get back to the. Randy was supportive throughout the entire recuperation. I, yeah. It told me it would take twice as long for me to start back walking. I didn't like that number. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that number. I was like, nah, I need to be standing up. I need to start walking around. I'm not about to just lay up in here. Yeah. Drugged up all day. Um, it put the, the 10 feet from the room to the bathroom. It was a, was a marathon. It was, yeah. it was like running around. And you had to take baths sitting down. Um, oh, yeah. Um, like on the edge of the bathroom yeah, tub. Because you couldn't stand for long. You were heavy. So you, we couldn't we couldn't hold you for that long to like wash your whole body. So like, you know, the concept <laughs> of like sponge baths and like movies and stuff was real sexy. It's like, but you know, oh, the was... nurse going to come in and like take care of you. <laughs> this shit was real shameful. It was like, oh, baby, when you wash this grass from a month ago off the back of your neck that nobody found. Oh. Boy got dirt built up and oh, look, a dead ant. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm not, there ain't nothing sexy about this. I'm, oh, I'm no. laid up getting washed off. But oh, babe. What? I mean, I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> she did it. You know, um, Therese, too. Yeah, yeah. When I was just too heavy. And when I wasn't there. Yeah. So Therese, would, would, his sister would, would um, bathe him and help him shower and things. So I'm, I'm, you know, some months later, I am back on my feet. Mm-hmm. We're back in school. Um, I do not have full control of my arm as of yet. So I had on the arm, uh-huh. had my arm in a sling at this point. I had an arm sling for a minute. And I was still I struggling was in school. a while. But I don't think I... Yeah. When I went back to the school, I had my arm sling and I had... I was still on crutches to like support, but mm-hmm. getting to the crutches was a big leap. Um, so my roommates was very, very helpful during this time, you know. Um, shout out to Spot and DJ. They were just like getting to the, to, for the, to the room was hard. But I was driving back at this point. Yeah. You were... Yeah. I should not have been behind the wheel. Yeah, like, you should not. But you know, you do what you want. Do what I had to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Back in school. Uh huh. <laughs> um, this was June. The when it happened. July, yeah. August. All this time has passed. Yeah. And um, now, you know, back to school. Really, it's like back to school. We back to, we back to normal. You yeah. know, but 
that was that was one of my shifts. That was when like mentally things were like started to just be a lot different um, within myself. I became a lot more introspective at that time. And um, when you when you I don't know when you when you get that point when you get to that point you start to really recognize a lot of like some of the things that you do as dangerous. A mm-hmm. lot of the things that you do are problematic, and you really are able to examine like how problematic, how bad you are. And enter alcohol. Like, no, I I drank a lot before, but like that was like you know partying, like when we going out and stuff. Like, this is not healthy, and I don't think I've ever told anybody about this during that time either. But I probably have like bottle every two days, just Mm -hmm. to myself of like like some cracking. I just had like crown to myself, E and J, because I ain't really have yeah like big brandy money. Um, just sitting with a bottle of Grey Goose. And like I'd done the whole bottle and so rubbing be fine and like just like outward appearances, you know, like I'm still Mikey. I'm just like Mikey that got into an accident, you know, like he's sort of so yeah. yeah, but yeah. nah, it was it was a lot. Hmm? I love that bike. I love that bike. I'm gonna get it back. Um and wait, I have to I'm sorry, get no, your permission on, on over over the mic. Am I am I getting a bike back again one day? Maybe yeah. Absolutely. Can you can you move a little closer to the microphone with your answer? Uh-huh. Is that a uh-huh or a uh-uh? Uh-huh. Okay. Wait, that sounded like it was a question mark at the end. So we were back <laughs> at school and um yeah, Mikey Mikey had been going through it, but I wasn't privy to all of that, mainly because I wasn't there. Um but we we were still together, we talked and things. Fall break, um for fall break, Mikey came up to Wooster. And it was it was cool. It was fine. But I really wanted I knew that he was down. Like I knew that he was depressed and things. And so I had a plan to go back to him the following weekend. And like oh like the weekend after that. So a week later. Oh, so during the time at least I was down, I was depressed. like after the accident, I had missed a lot of class mm-hmm. and school and stuff. And you, know, you still have like midterms. Life still goes on, like mm-hmm. if you hospitalized or not. Luckily I was really close to my teachers because I was that student that yeah. like, you know. My teachers fuck with me. So, you know, I was given chances to, like, make up work and stuff, and it just became really overwhelming. The concept of college, I didn't even explain, like, where my mind was surrounding college. Yeah, like, it was that, a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, at this point, I've committed. I've decided I'm going to go to college. I'm going to see it through. But, like, I didn't really want to be there mm-hmm. already. I didn't feel like I fit. I didn't feel like I should be in college. I was trying to, like, work and yeah, and work. And so he... So he he actually spent a lot of time in Wooster because he like he wanted to get away. I had just got fired from where from uh, the drug court. I was working in the juvenile court. I was the oh. I transported the kids. Um, the kids were you from fired? yeah. Why they though? were telling me that the reason why I was fired was because you were speeding because I was speeding in the van and one of the parents had complained. But this was. Like four months before my accident, the real reason was because I couldn't be there. They were like, yeah, you know, you'll have your job back when you get back. Yeah, um, you were out for the whole. You were out months, and I got I didn't back. Realize thinking, you weren't working. Yeah, <laughs> and to go from working three, four jobs to yeah, just to yeah, you were going. Mikey was going through it, and I really was like, okay, I'm gonna surprise. Like I've never done this type of surprise. I'm gonna surprise him. I'm going to his school. We just saw each other. I went back to his, I went to see him. I told his roommates. And at this point we had had another conversation about that ex. I mm-hmm. had, I was like, okay, look, I can't do it. I really need for her. Like I need for her not to be around. And he, Mikey's, Mikey's 
argument was this is a mutual friend and if I hang out like if if I can't hang like if she's not around then I can't also have like other friends and I'm lonely and things am I not is that right yeah just about yeah yes yeah like it was Um, more like my like she's not just my friend like this is not just my friend she has like other ties to these people who have known her longer and 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 I met these friends through her through her so I like he didn't feel like he could like that was possible like he didn't Right. I did it, but I did recognize, you know, like I don't always have to be around right. at the time. So, um, the, so the prize, the time you were about to surprise me, we were, this is when like scandal was in. Yeah. We, we, would do. we did yeah. scandal Thursdays and we used to like Skype each other while, while we watched on. it. Mm-hmm. So I now being, being this, I mean, I'm a closet drunk right now at this point. And, um, I was just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a clean up my room and I'm a like, Straighten up my space before, like before we do this Skype thing, and yeah, like I just need to like I need to clean up my space. So like you know everybody's in our apartment. Our apartment was like the spot. Everybody was not in your apartment when yeah. I got there. Oh well, everybody was in our apartment before you got there, and I was just, like in my room and cleaning out my cleaning. Like I had the bathroom. I put like vim in the tub and like you know the Dutch powder thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just cleaning. And then uh, Spot said he was leaving. Yeah, and Spot picked me up, and we drove back, and we were just really excited. And Spot was gonna hold the camera, and I walk into your apartment, and that ex is sitting on the sofa <laughs> next to DJ. And Spot is so shocked, he stops. I don't even realize he stops. I just remember thinking, Randy, move, like move. And I moved, and you were obviously you're like in your room. You just ready looked, for yeah, you just not, you didn't look happy. Like you looked like frustrated and trying to rearrange your room and you were very shocked to see me. And I think I still have that video. And we <laughs> by the time Spot actually by the time Spot actually found like came in the room, you had already turned around and been surprised. So like I felt like so I'm pissed because I'm pissed for a lot, a lot of obvious reasons. Once she's here, I'm surprising you. You didn't know. And I don't even even have my whole video because she's here. And I'm like, this is another shift. It was like another shift. The next day, we are leaving to go see my mom because my mom doesn't know I'm in town and I'm about yeah. to surprise her. But we are, she's like, come back because she's friends with your friends and, or your friends are friends with her. And you forget something and you leave me in the kitchen with her. And that's when, that was the fourth, that was like, oh, this nigga is crazy. Like, he thinks this is a, like, he thinks that this is like a game. Because, (laughs) oh, like, oh, oh, we're about to break up. And I just remember I was seething. And you're like, okay, you ready? And I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. And And I didn't say anything. And again, during this time, we still, yeah, we still hadn't had any conversation. We still. And I was just like, I wrote, I hate you like a million times until we got to my mom's house. Like, I was just like, it got so bad. We were arguing. Mikey had to pull into the quick trip. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Like, we were, it was bad. And we get to my mom's house and we surprised her and it was beautiful. And I never said a word. Like, she didn't, she had no, like, she was just so happy to see me. She had not known anything. Was and I hadn't on. seen her in a and while. She, you hadn't since seen her since the accident. And it was just, we just, I just ate it. And I get back to school and I'm fast forwarded because there's a lot, like, I'm trying to get to the yeah. store. I get back to school and no, I'm on the bus. I, I, I ride the bus to school. 
took the bus. I back took the bus to, back. Okay. And you call me and you. Oh no, 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 real quick, real quick, quick. Randy don't do. I don't do, buses. don't do buses. So on top of that, I'm pissed. In so another ha- thing, you opted to do mega bus. So that can come see crazy. you. Yeah. So I'm pissed. I'm just I'm just a walking ball of fire. At this point, I get on the bus. You know, we we we. I stayed the weekend. We had fun for like what we could and semi reconciled. Like when you fake reconcile and things, I get on the bus and you call me and tell me you just ran into her and she's pissed because she doesn't like that she has to stay away on her campus when I'm in town. And you tell me that and I'm like, oh, okay. And we like get out the phone and I call. I send a text to Spot and DJ, and I love you, Spot and DJ. <laughs> but I send a text and like. I hate you all. Y'all are trifling. Y'all are horrible friends. Y'all like, fuck all y'all. Like, I'm never coming back. I'm done. DJ texts me like, and DJ's a white guy. So I'm just going to put that out there. He's like, disclaimer. He's like, what happened? And then Spot calls me. He goes, Randy, what is going on? And so then I tell him everything, like about just everything. He goes, I was like, so you know what? Y'all want us so bad. Y'all can have it. I'm never coming back. He's like, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> don't do that don't be rash like that like he was like let's talk about so i talked to the on the phone with spot for hours he was like what do you need us to do i was like i need for y'all to settle stop letting her in y'all apartment you tell me you love me y'all tell me we're good friends like i spent my 21st birthday with them just us just the boys like i got really drunk and it was a lot of fun and i was just with the guys just with them and i was like we are supposed to be friends and i'm tired of being the second so goodbye like i was just like i'm done and you and i had talked you were like oh how are you and i was like i don't feel anything and i did it and i was like you know what i think i'm done i think that that was a good run it was a great five years you know for what it was but yeah i think i'm good i think i'm good and <laughs> you were like you you didn't know what to do with that I mean, you did. Nah, 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 because yeah. we had um, we we uh, this was this was gonna be breakup number two. Yeah, and, and I had a rule. Yeah, the rule was, was when we first started dating was my mom always told me everybody breaks up once, and I was like, okay, that's fair. So we broke up once, briefly, which is really my mom doesn't consider it a real breakup because Mikey was still picking me up. From I was school. still like yeah, he was, was still and we still saw each other every we day. We were still around. But we broke up when he graduated high school that summer, um, and some, yeah, and we we stayed breaking up and broken up until that February. A lot of people didn't know that, but I was sixteen yeah. and we had broken up and um, got back together that February. So this was gonna be the second breakup, and the rule was is, if we break up more than once, then it's done. Then it's done, which is why we hadn't broken up ever again because we both knew that that was the rule. Like. You get one time. Your one time you took in six, when you were 17, so, or when you just turned 18. <laughs> the so. face you are making at me right now. <laughs> it was real. No, no. So, <laughs> um, so Randy saying the words done and numb in the same phone conversation were, um, I can't find a word. I had never it felt was, that way uh, before. It was, it was, a, it was dramatic. And I was like, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you mean? What do you mean numb? Like you mean angry, right? Like you upset? Because I, I can know. do something with I can do something with upset. I can do something with angry. Mm-mm. I was done. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm good. It's like you mean you like done with this like conversation for right now? Like I should call back. You, you she said she said done like numb and you know again <laughs> introspective Mikey at this time I was like oh wait no no hold on. we can't be because I'm like. I had also a lot of stuff going on at that time, like as far as like re- just evaluating my relationships and friendships in general. I was 
like being distant with people already, you know, like I, I was going through the struggle I was going through with, within myself and I couldn't handle you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and it was so funny because our families are so entwined. Keon, my brother, my youngest brother was, was about to spend a weekend with Mikey at West Georgia. He was going to have some guys time. Keon was like, 14 mm-hmm. at the time he so did he was about to he did yeah, he did he but did. i was just like you can have any relationship you want with my family like we've been together long enough for our families to be families but i am done you get that from your mom <laughs> your mom always just say like, like like my relationship with this person does not mean that you need to be this way with this right person. your mom never spoke ill about nobody i think my mother is exact same way like yeah like growing you can, up, my mother never talks bad about anybody like i may not mess with somebody but you are still entitled like entitled yeah, to i was like so kiyan can come down y'all have fun I am done. Like, and we would talk on the phone, and I realized we're we're just arguing too much. And talking to you doesn't make me want to stay with you. So maybe we should stop talking. And so we agreed to stop talking until a certain date. And we had set that date around scandal. scandal. It was that Thursday. Like, we so we talk- would be like, we'll talk at eight before scandal, and on Skype. This is what I was like. We'll have a Skype date, and we'll like revisit if we're gonna like continue this relationship. And as soon as he said, okay. I, my heart dropped and of course I had to keep a poker face over the phone and I called my mom and I was like, Mikey just agreed to stop talking. And as y'all have heard, we talked every day. Every day. <laughs> so in the midst of arguments, we talking. When we mad at each other, we're we talking. talking. When I'm struggling to walk, we talking. Yeah. When Randy is seething in her justified anger, we talking. The whole time, and the I, had, time. and this is the, this is the. Well, funeral. we broke up. We, we talked. Oh, he picked us up from school so, every day, and so this was. I had never done. I was like, he said okay, and she was like, well, Randy. I said okay, quick. He said okay. I'm gonna tell y'all why. And so I was like, oh, he's not even gonna fight. Like it's oh, over. No, not at all. And so my mom was like, you need to keep your word. You need to mean what you say. So if you say you don't want to talk to him, then you need to not talk to him, and you need to find a way to figure out. If he really understands what you're saying, like not just saying, if y'all try to work this out, okay, because he wants to stay together, but does does he really comprehend what you want? And so I was, so that gave me time to think about it. And on top of that, I was about to take the GRE because I thought I was going to grad school. Yeah. And so I was about to take the GRE. So I and I was creating my proposal for my senior thesis. So I had things to do. So it helped. And um, we didn't talk. So this time period is referred to as October. The October, yeah. The October story October. starts there. <laughs> so I said, yeah, no problem. We ain't got to talk. I ain't want to talk. The last conversation we just had, you just told me you was none. You was numb and done. So talking is not going to work for me. I am a man of action. This is what I do. So I knew in an instance me saying, yeah, we don't need to talk was going to like make you feel some type of way. Because you just made me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I could do something about this. So I did something about it. I um I went on a spree. During this time period, I had um I went around to each individual person who was involved in the situation, each friend, each um everybody I knew. And I just told them all, you know, like where we stand, where I stand, and why. Um I went and apologized to all of the friends in this friend group for the person who I had been, the, the the way that I've acted, the things that I've been doing. And I went and spoke to this ex and I let that ex know that I can't continue to fuck up the way that I have been. Apologize to her for all the hurt I caused her. And then let her know, like, this is going to be like, we can't talk no more. 
um, went and talked to my friends and was like, you know, like I've created this type of space and this type of like rift in my life. And this is not what I want. I know what I want. I know what I need. I got to go do this. It was very cut and dry with everybody, mm-hmm. with everything about that I was doing. I was on a mission. And, you know, like when I'm like focused on something, it get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was how I left it there. I then went to the city and spoke with my mother and I told my mom, so I got to drive to Ohio and um, I got to drive to Ohio now. <laughs> and um, here's why. And I was very straightforward with my mother. My mother was like, you know, you've always taken this relationship very seriously. You know, you, you and this girl, like y'all always been who y'all have always been. And if you tell me this is what you want to do, this is what you want to do, it's fine. I just want you to think about why you're doing it the entire drive. Terrible advice. Because I thought about stuff the entire drive. And from Atlanta to Ohio, it's nine hours. It's nine hours of feels. You also talked to my mom, which was another. I ain't get to that yet. <laughs> um, this was um, this was when um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to find it real quick. This was back when what is this a song? Thing? Yeah, yeah, no, this was back when um, <laughs> this was back when uh, another uh, was the same came out. This is the Drake album. Nothing oh. was the same. So. I had that on repeat the entire time. Yeah. But um, I then left my mother's house and I went to your mom's house. I told your mother everything. You did. Everything from back when I was 14. Everything. When I was like eight. I told your mom. <laughs> your mom got a crash course in the history of Mikey. Yeah. Why Mikey is the way he is. Why I yeah. got to this point. Because I've had time to think about this stuff and I'm now able to connect the dots and be like, yeah, I was like this because of this. Um, I told her about everything regarding me and that ex. I told her about why I was the way I was. And I apologized to your mother in hopes that she would like forgive me. Yeah. So I figure if your mother can forgive me, you can forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and, and, she, and she she did she called me she said hey randy i said hey mom because at this point i still haven't told her um what had happened mm-hmm. and nothing i've told her nothing she goes hey my kid just stopped by and i go okay <laughs> she goes yeah he told me everything and i was like everything she goes everything that was a rough conversation everything she goes why didn't you tell me and i just was just like I think I cried. I was like, I was so ashamed because I think in any relationship, you know, once you start keeping, like you keep things, you keep certain things private. Like yeah. Nobody needs to know your kinks. No one <laughs> should like know your weaknesses. No one should know. Like it, yeah. You shouldn't be humiliating people and all that, you know, unless you agree to talk about it some way. I don't know. But if you're starting to keep certain things away from people that you know, love you and that you know, you love and that you know, you respect and honor their advice and suggestions. When you start keeping stuff away from them, you know, something's wrong. And your mother and, and me and it. you have a very close relationship. Right. So I know that it was, a, like, I know it was a struggle I, for you. I started you to... dating when we were 15, we started dating 15 and a half and yeah. she went on our dates with us for two years or like we would date at the house because she'd have to be around anyway. So we spent very, we for spent very good reason. Time. Excellent work, ma. Yeah. You're smart. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we were very close, but I had never told her anything. Nothing. So nothing. being in the space where, again, I'm like very 
introspective. I'm paying attention to all these things. I am noticing that this is killing Randy. This has been killing Randy for a long time, but like yeah. now being able to address it and being very cut and dry with everybody, I had to be very cut and dry with myself. Yeah. I had more time to have a conversation with myself than anybody else. It's like she has been holding on to this for a minute. She doesn't need to hold on to this anymore. I'm going to take that away. And to, and it really made me so happy. I couldn't even explain it how like I didn't have to tell her because this wasn't necessarily mine to tell. And like and it wasn't. Yeah. And, and Mikey told, and he told her everything. And there was, and I felt like I felt good because I didn't have to keep lying to my mom because we are very close. And I felt like by being with him, I had been lying to her for all those years we had been together. When he knows how much she means to me, but I'm too ashamed to say what's really going on. Um, so I felt I was like, okay, he told you, you know, like okay, but I also told her I'm done. Like you know, this is great, and I think y'all should still remain friends. But, but like. <laughs> So anyway, I'm in my space where I'm like, as a man, you got to own up to your shit. You got to take care of business. And I am in my take care of business space. Now, the thing about this is I just told you I was, was going through. I lost two of my four jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm now just working on campus and I'm working downtown. And, you know, my pocket's a little light because most of my money went into, you know, car stuff mm-hmm. or stuff mm-hmm. or alcohol. It was a lot of the, the budget was for alcohol and bills. Um, so I didn't have the money needed to get to Ohio. Now, my first thought was, I'm going to fly up there, do what I got to do. That didn't work because I didn't have that. I was like, I could take a bus. Then I got to figure out how to get around when I get up there. That ain't going to work. I have a perfectly good working car. I'm going to drive it up this countryside. to Not countryside. I'm going to drive it up to Ohio, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get there. And I'm going to figure out what to do between now and the drive. Had no plan. Had no plan in motion. Um, so then I figured I'd write you a letter. Mm-hmm. So I wrote you a letter, and I was like, how do I deliver this? And I was like, in person. All right. Um, again, couldn't get there. Didn't have the money. So I had to I had to crowdfund. Yeah, people put in. I called my grandmother <laughs> in Brooklyn. Like, oh, Granny, Granny. <laughs> Granny, I need, like, I need, like, I need a dub. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll pay you back. I got you. And I did, like, way later. I'm sorry, Granny. I love you. Uh, talked to another gentleman. Uh, Uncle Jay. We'll call him Uncle Jay. Hey, Jay. And uh, Uncle Jay donated to the cause. He was like, hey, man, whatever you need, man, just understand, you know, understand what you're going through, boy. Just uh, get your girl. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a direct quote. You know, go ahead and do what you got to do. <laughs> I was like, all right. Hop in, hopped in the Maxima. This is, I'm going to put up this picture. I'm going to put up a picture of the Maxima. I hopped in the 05, and I drove from Atlanta to Ohio straight through the night. On a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that trip was rough. Let's not go into like some of it, but not all of it. I know, this is getting long. Um, <laughs> my car was modified. The person who I bought it from used it as a race car. I used to, used to race a little bit. This guy had the air intake pointed at the ground. So if you drove over a puddle, air was getting sucked into the engine. Mm-hmm. Did not know this was happening at the it was time. Not good. Driving from Atlanta to Kentucky to where, like to Tennessee, Tennessee uh-huh. you're going through mountain ranges and there's nothing but fog. Uh-huh. It's fog the whole time. Then it started raining. So I'm driving through fog and rain, praying, talking to God, I'm talking to myself, just trying to like figure out what's about to happen. My car starts acting up after I made it through Kentucky. Uh-huh. I'm up in the mountains and the car is. It's cutting off. Mm-hmm. It's cutting off. I'm cussing the car out. I'm treating the car like it's a person doing this to me on purpose. And I was like, I'm not going to make it. I came all this far. This is God telling me, yeah, you done. You fucked up. You lost. 
essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I can't. I'm not losing her. This is not an option. Like, this is going to let me know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I believed it. Um, but, but my machine wasn't working. Um, I put in my GPS. I was like, I'm looking for a 24 hour car shop. I wanted somebody to like help me out real quick. Um, I put it in the GPS and the, my, my car says, yeah, you know, five miles away, there's the shop. So I get off on the exit like a genius. Again, I'm in the middle of nowhere up in some mountain ranges. I'm following the GPS and I'm on the street with no lights. No lights, no, the, you could barely make out the lines in the street. And again, it's fog because the rain has stopped. We're up higher in the mountains. And I don't know where I am. I'm scared. I'm scared to death. All I got is a knife in my car because I don't, I didn't know to like, you know, talk about guns in this. I had a knife in my, in my car. Um, and I pull up to this place and it's like the shed. It's like a shed with a flickering light on the front door. And I was like, this is where I die. <laughs> This reminded me of like Jeepers Creepers. I'm like, this is where I die. So I immediately, it's like, all right, we got to get out of here. The car is still running at this moment. Jam it into reverse, then jam it into drive and try to get out of here. I did. When I got into reverse, the car felt like it was going to cut off. It didn't at the last second. I was stepping on the gas real hard and I made it to a gas station mm-hmm. back by the interstate. Um, I called AAA. AAA was a godsend. Uh, and they told you. And I had 300 free miles towing left. And I was exactly 278 miles away from Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And if I could get to Cincinnati, there was a Nissan shop in Cincinnati. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get the car to the shop. I'm there early enough to where I could still make it to Columbus way before scandal, before our meeting time. Mm -hmm. Like I could still do it. The car, the the guy comes, picks me up. We drive all the way to Cincinnati. He drops the car off. Um, There's like 20 people in the lobby at the Nissan dealership. And I was like, I can't wait here for this. Um, I go to my car and I just start praying over my car. I was like, look, man, we, we kind of got to go. Um, <laughs> it's really, really early. Um, I forgot to mention at some point I like stopped at a hotel parking lot on the way up there and I oh, fell asleep. asleep and took a nap and got back on the road and did that a couple of times while my car was acting up. But I got in the car, I'm praying over the car. I'm just like, I'm asking for signs. I'm just looking for something. <laughs> just looking for something like, yo, like, please just let me get what I got to get Bless done. Your heart. And um, I start the car up and it starts up immediately, like engine roaring and everything. Like the, the sun came up. It was like seven or something a.m. I'm stupid. I was like, oh, shit. Like, let's go. <laughs> I've been a max when I took off. Like I got on the highway. Traffic had let up all of a sudden. The sky had uncleared. I was like, wow. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm riding. I'm riding. I'm riding. I was like, all right. So I'm good right now. I'm good right now. I was like, you know what to do. You know what you got to say. It's like, it's showing proof time. You're not that, that kid anymore. This is not something that you could play about. I'm taking it all serious. I'm like super serious. I'm, this is about my business right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, the police. <laughs> I got pulled over. Yeah. I got pulled over, not for speeding, but because the officer said he smelled a scent from my car. I have no, I don't smoke. Yeah. I do not smoke at all. And this was one of the funniest situations I've ever had where I got pulled over. Mm-hmm. The officer was like, hey, sir, I noticed you have some uh, some stems on your on your floor right there. What is that? I was like, leaves. Nigga, like, it was, it's the fall. Like, mm. it's just leaves. <laughs> like, I'm laughing at him. He was like, yeah, the smell out of the car. I was like, I'm black. You know, like, I, I had on lotion or some shea butter, but I, there's nothing. He ran my tags. He ran my license. He was like, all right, you know, just uh, you'll be safe out here. 
<laughs> I stop at the next stop, get some gas, and make it to Ohio. Yeah. Um, yeah. I made it to Ohio, and I wrote a letter, like I said, and I put that in your mailbox. Yeah. Like, I walked up to the mailbox and put it in. Nobody saw me. I was, like, sneaking around. I was extremely nervous. And the whole campus knows Mikey. The entire he's campus been knew there. This is I'm a senior now, and so everybody knows Mikey. Because he practically lived on campus. Well, all of the black people knew me. <laughs> all the black people knew Mikey. So, and all I saw that day was white people. Um, I went and put it in a letter in the mailbox. I went back to my car, and I just sat there for a minute. I changed in my car. Yeah. And then I contacted Bree. Yeah, so Bree is my sister, and she called me. She goes, hey, Mikey said to check your mailbox today. Like, she's, like, real nonchalant. She didn't know. She didn't know. Um, she didn't know. Um that anything was going on. She's like, hey, so Mikey just said, check your mailbox. And she, like, she didn't even understand why she had to be the one to tell me. And I remember being frustrated. And I was like, I told this nigga not to give me no more gifts. So like, the I reason said, why is because every time there's a, you know, there's an argument or something, uh-huh. disagreement in a relationship. Something. I got, you know, give, give, give. He'll give me like a really thoughtful gift. And I'm like, I told him no more freaking gifts. And I was, I took that real like i, I was said, like yeah not i'm not i'm not getting her anything shit. but then here comes brie telling me that there's something in the mailbox for me and i'm like he don't listen like we about to break up like this yeah is i didn't fine. listen and this is also my senior year and i had just done my senior proposal and I, I just got my thesis approved so i was really happy so i got the thing out the mail and it was a letter and i was like oh okay you know and it says like open at eight or something like it gave me like a time to open it and then mikey called right you called me like we weren't speaking at this time, right? But you called. I told who? you to call. Yeah, no, no, no. I yeah. called. I called you, and I answered because I think the letter had like instructed me to do something. Yeah, it was like there were instructions, and he called, and I answered, and he and he goes like read the letter out loud, and I'm reading the letter, and he and it basically was like you know I'm where I'm ready to be right, and like this is real to me, and. Like, I love you, and I want us to reconcile. It was really, it was sappy. It was sappy. And at the end, he goes, open your door. And I'm thinking, (laughs) I said, open what door? I'm like, open my heart? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, open my door. I'm not about to let no idiot open my door. So So why that happened? I done snuck into the house. Yeah. And I am standing outside. One of my housemates let him in and knew about it and things. Knew that he was coming. And I, and so he hangs up on me. And I'm like, this nigga hanging up on me. He in trouble. So he hangs up on me. And I open the door. And Mikey is standing there. And I was like, oh, hey. I was so happy to see she him. She was happy to see. Good but sign, he y'all. he looked Distraught. horrible. <laughs> I had been sleeping so good. And I, I had not slept. so good. I was like, I'm living my best life. I got my groove back. I'm about to. Your groove back. I don't know. I was what? just feeling like good. And then I look at you and you just feel you look like the complete opposite. And I'm like, come here. And I'm like, because <laughs> you were just standing in front of my door. I didn't know if I was allowed to like touch you. He he was like standing there like he was, he looked, I was like, come here. Like I, the friend in me was like, I just want to hug you. Like you look really stressed. Let me like, I didn't like, I didn't I realize he was so stressed. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. And so he gets in the room and we hug and I'm happy to see him. And I remember my mom saying, yeah, he was worried that she'd be like pissed at him for coming up there. And I was like, I'm still me. Like I'm pissed, but I'm still me. Like I, mm. I love to see Mikey. And I was, it really was a pleasant surprise to see you in the flesh. And so, um, but it was time to talk about what's going on. What's going on? So a decision need to be made. my mom has suggested that I find a way to figure out 
if he really understood where I was coming from. And so the Holy Spirit, I give this, I give credit to the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, how do I do that? How? And so the thought came to me to write scenarios and I wrote like, 15 scenarios i try to think of like the things that he just never seemed to get over the years so i made scenarios for these things and i was like if so-and-so happens with this how do you react with this and so he would answer these questions and i maintain the poker face the only poker face i've ever maintained in my life he goes did i did i get it right and i'm like (laughs) okay next scenario and i was just very Mechanic, you were very terrible, and I was just like very matter of fact and cut and dry, like, like how I had been on yeah. up to this point. Yeah. And so he an- he gets all the answers right. So I'm like, okay, he gets it, he gets this part. And so I go, yeah, you did great. So now for my non-negotiables, he goes, what are, what are those? And I'd asked him to come with three um, non-negotiables. I don't know how I asked you. We weren't talking. How did that happen? Uh, it was during the conversation. Okay. I told him, like, think of something, like, take some time and write them or whatever. But I already had mine. And so we made together a list of non-negotiables. And, again, these things are things that are not up for discussion. This is what I need, period. And if you can't deal with it, let's break up. And Mikey was like, yeah, we're not breaking up. You don't yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I didn't go all the way up there for you to be like this or we break it. there was no breaking up he was like so yeah what you don't have to, so I, whatever you say i'll say yes like he was just like i don't like i don't care but i mean i care but like we're not breaking up At, like i knew i knew what i had i knew what i had i knew what i wanted i'm happy you knew what you, you had know what I'm saying? it was just like you know young and stupid yeah we were both were. and oblivious and yeah. so our non-negotiables were so our act these are actual non-negotiables, non-negotiables. So no cheating emotionally, financially, physically. And we had to have a talk about what each of those looks like. Um, emotional cheating wasn't something that I even like. Or financial. Or financially. Like cheating to me was like. Sex. Sex. You don't have sex. I was like, that. yeah, no. Let's like give you, you some depth. So the reason for that being was, you know, like Papa got swag. I used to get stuff. Shut up. All the time. It was a thing. I used to get a lot of stuff. And Reggie did not like that. Because uh, it was trifling as hell. It was looking back <laughs> in the moment. I was like, oh. You got to do it. Like, I just, why? I was just getting stuff. Like, why? No, so no emotional, financial, physical cheating. And number two was no breaking up. This was the last time that we were going to break up. We were like, okay. We had it, it happened enough, and we're not doing this off and on. Not doing it. Off and on is not a. Then we continue. Once we got married, no divorce. So we, we knew that once we got married, that we. Depth was part, sickness and health, and hopefully we won't have to go through too much because we had non-negotiables. And <laughs> so, we had a long talk about why. Yeah. So we knew right. that going in, we would not divorce. No befriending exes. No befriending exes. On social media and life, done. That non-negotiable it's, was specifically for me. That was not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you got like a million. And I, I don't have like, a million. Yeah. I only really got like three. But that you consider exes. Yeah. But. Anyway, he no no befriending exes and um no bashing each other on social media. So when yeah, all this whole, going on, nobody knew. No, like yeah, like period. <laughs> nobody uh, knew. The thing about talking about your significant other on social media in a negative way is it opens up the door for all this other shit. Emotional cheating. Like obviously yeah. somebody's gonna be in your inbox like, Oh, what's hey, what's, what's going, going on? on? Uh you need somebody? I can't believe she did that. Why would I she? would never. I would never do. He did what? Nah, nah. You desire to be treated like. Well, uh, I remember you back when we was in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we, shit. we cut out all of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, no putting your hands on one another. Nah, we don't do that. Uh, that physical stuff. That um, 
for lack, I'm not trying to be insensitive because domestic violence is not a game, but yeah, like, no, it's horrible. I, the, the main reference at the time, like, like I can Tina is a thing that yeah. everyone knows about. Like, like putting your hands on your, on your partner is not something you do. I was raised to be like, you know, you don't hit women at all. Yeah. You don't put your hand on women. And, and his mama was like, if he ever touch you, call me. Yep. Yeah. And I, my mother like, I don't care who it is. Mom, you raised me right. So, yeah. So, no putting your hands on one another. No leaving the house when you're upset. We developed this once we moved in together. The reason for that being is just like the bashing each other on social media, it opens it up for the other stuff. And yeah, Mike, you also has a fear of like something happening to us while we're in a rage. You always said, yeah, like, not, like, where, like I would get driving angrily, like, and I had just get, been in an accident. Like, yeah. the last thing I want is for like, we get in this argument and she gets smacked by a truck. Yeah. And she laid out on the on the highway, you know, like yeah. So that's not. We don't leave the house. No throwing things in an argument. I don't know if we have time to tell that story, but that was the new. We'll do a bonus story about why we don't throw things in this in this house. <laughs> Brandy. <laughs> no throwing things in an argument, and no brothers or sisters. In quotes, because brothers and sisters get married. <laughs> not like not like blood brother and sister. Just brothers. Like Randy was my sister. Uh huh. At some point. Now it's just weird. Yeah. So those are non-negotiables. And we, and Mikey, you know, I said yes to his and he said yes to mine. And we decided to make, we decided to stay together. And we reconciled. And we had a really great weekend. Got really drunk. Makeup sex was life. And, but after that, it was just, you know, resentment and anger started to set in. Because now I'm like, everything's perfect. This is it. Yeah, she is was the mad because she the only re- the main reason was because like you could have done this years before. ago, and, and I, we and I obviously I think mean, we need to have another episode. Obviously, like breaking down the four forty four thing and like why yeah. we like got into that, but like there's from from a from a man's point of view, there's a time when you can decide to stop. Yeah, you know, sometimes it comes when you're forty, sometimes it comes when you're twenty, sometimes it, like, yeah. but there's a point where you hit and. You can do a lot of damage until you get to that point. And I think that the reason for that being is because, you know, how you are raised, you know, what's missing, the traumas you experience. Um, and won't get too deep into it. But you, yeah. it ultimately is a, is a decision. It's a choice. Everything's a choice. Mm-hmm. Cheating's a choice. Being oh, faithful's yeah. a choice. It's all, it all comes down to choice. And the decisions that you make result in your life, you know. And I could have done really irreparable damage to this relationship. Beyond yeah. the damage that I've already done yeah. because of those things, so you know, rightfully so, you know, you had a reason to be mad. I was a reason mad. To be upset. I was, I was just like he's, but I was, I wasn't so more mad at him. I was like really upset with myself because I yeah. let like these things, like I did not have to go through half of what I went through. And in going back to the beginning, just talking uh, about just, standards, yeah. And I, but I, I wasn't confident. I didn't want to break up compared to everybody else. Mikey was great. Everybody kept talking about how great he was and how nice he was and he's just Mikey you know like he's just good people I'm a lovable guy and I was like yeah you just gonna have to swallow this you have to suck it up and like everybody has their thing they have to accept and then I realized that um that's not true that's a lie that we are told you don't have to accept shit you really don't set your non-negotiables and that's what you accept and then you and you accept that and that's the standard that's why we say don't settle because don't because you walk around here angry and resentful and it's just not healthy for your relationship because I wasn't holding him accountable and I wasn't holding myself accountable. We're supposed to be best friends and we just let each other walk around, do dumb shit. Like and idiots. so it was, um, it was rough, but we stayed together and we worked through it. And, um, we talked about it whenever it came up and I expressed my concerns or like my fears and my doubts. And he expressed his, his own as well. And we, 
We made it. We made it. We made it. We made it. And so we think about October. We call the whole situation October. October. Now, to put this in perspective <laughs> again, October happened five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. The feeling of it is still fresh. Everything that comes from it is still like it's, it's a thing. It's going to happen. But um, once you've made the decision to, you know, move forward, mm-hmm. you move forward in it. That moving forward may be this is going to get brought up again and you're going to get mad again. And whatever. I'm really but, when I get mad again, it's really at myself because I'm like the Randy I am now would have never, ever. And the Randy you are now is hot, by the way. Thanks, babe. Love you. But yeah, I just <laughs> I love you too. I know. I would have never. I would. I just feel so bad because there were a lot of things that we went through that we just didn't have to go through. But you know, that's that's life. That's relationships. That's, that's where what we, happens where we stand when you start now. dating when you're 15 and uh-huh. 17, mm. and start being grown before you are grown. So that's the that's our almost breaking up story. This was a longer episode, but I feel like it was entertaining enough for y'all not to hate us. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. It, it will not be this long in the future. Yeah, no, this was, we just had to get through it. But segment two, are we going to, do you want me to do fight or flight? Hey, man, yeah, let's, let's get into fight or flight. Okay, so fight or flight. Um, so my irritation is, Mikey, I've been watching you for a few days now. Okay. And you open up the pantry door, like the cabinet doors, uh-huh. and things fall out of the, they fall out and they hit the floor. Like when you open the cabinets in the kitchen, the bowls, some of the bowls sometimes fall out. Yeah. And I see you pick said bowl up. And you launch them in there so it stays in the and back. And you put them back in after they have hit the floor on the part that we like eat from. They don't they don't fall on the bottom. Yeah. We there is dirt on that floor. I clean that floor. Mikey. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me get you. Let me let when you get this out. Time you cleaned, when the last time you cleaned by the stove floor? Last week. Right. And so today. Oh, okay. There's like stuff from the oven on the floor. Like there, are, and I haven't said anything for a few reasons, but mainly because I realized the way that you do it, you means that you've done it so much that every bowl in there is tainted already. And I've already been poisoned. Wow. Like I'm already slowly dying. Wow. So there's no reason to be like, hey, you're not going to watch that. Gotcha. So you want me to, so do, what's, ask the question, please. I just, that's no question. No, the, the question, the segment. Oh, are you going to, are you going to fight it? I'm going to fight it. Okay. All right, I will take my two minutes to state my case. Now, that floor, you can eat off of it. No, you can't. You can eat off that. I'll go in there right now and lick that floor Groot to prove walks to you. walks around this kitchen. You with can eat off Groot's feet. No, no, that's a joke. That's a joke. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, Mikey. Also, when you, like, get bowls out of there, do you not, like, rinse them or whatever before you, like, eat out of them and things like that? Like, I don't think that just no, because, because something in the cabinet is not. Oh, okay. They're it's in very the cabinet because they're clean. I'm sorry. No, this is, this is my time. You asked the question. This is my time to fight. So. I apologize <laughs> for doing that mm-hmm. and making you think that bowls are now tainted because they've fallen onto the these the plastic bowls. Yes, have like fell, and I threw them back uh-huh. inside. Um, in the future, what can I do that would make you feel more <laughs> Maybe comfortable? Maybe when they hit the ground, okay. just throw it in the sink or wash it real quick, gotcha. and then throw it back in. Sometimes, okay. I no know that it, it's an extra step. It is, but it's fine. I will, I will do that for you. But because I needed to fight the fact that it's happened in the past, I, I have to go ahead and say that those those bowls are still clean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, baby. Okay. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment about this this fight or flight segment. All right, last segment. Some PDA to end off this this episode. You want to go first? Or Public display of affection. All yeah. right. So. Or should I go first? Nah, man, I go first. It's on the. Is it okay? Yeah. Yes, it is. She gonna be reading. Um, I 
Love you. I know. Love the hell out of you. Um, and when it comes to this segment in the future, I won't ever have anything prepared. It's going to come from the heart. I will start by saying you and I have been through a lot over the last couple of months. And it's all been surrounding the loss of our child. Which will be and, the next episode. Which will be the next episode. I'm lying. It will be one of the next episodes. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know that I really... Really, 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 really appreciate the strength that you've shown. While you do not recognize it as such, I know you. And I have known you since you were a kid. And I recognize and realize very often how strong you are. You know, I make jokes all the time about how tiny you are, how small you are. how Because you're, you're little. You're a little thing. But there's nothing small about you at all. You are one of the strongest women I know and I'm very proud of you for handling things the way you've been handling them since this has happened um yeah I you know a lot of women around the world have gone through this and everybody don't always handle it well and you could have easily handled it in a way that was damaging to yourself your family your husband, your relationship, but you are trying. And I recognize your effort. So. Thank you. Good job. Thanks. You're welcome. I love you too. I know. <laughs> so my PDA, um, I also don't have anything prepared, but I love you and I am proud of you as well because I know that this is the last couple months for you have also not been easy. And I know this episode was not easy. And... You're just good people. You are good, great people now. And I'm just very proud of your growth and where you are, who you are, who you do your best to be and the type of man that you are. And you've really made life bearable, especially lately. But in in general, I think you really have. I believe you saved my life. So I love you. And I know we went through a lot of crap. In this episode, we did our best to try to like hit it but it was like years of things but i'm very happy to say that we are together and that we have tried to make it work and we do our best and i really believe you saved my life so i love you i love you too so that's our pda segment that is our pda segment be Um, sure to check out our website blackmillennialmarriage.com subscribe to our newsletter because we're gonna give stuff away yeah and subscribers will be will get the first choice. I was thinking about it earlier, like, dang, some people don't have email. Like, I don't want to be like an ableist person. Like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But maybe in the future, we'll, we'll also open up things to like people who follow us on social media. But for now, because of budget and things, subscribers <laughs> get get the gifts and the prizes. Yeah, man. Just go to the website and just click. You you don't just do it. Yeah. Uh, follow us on all the social media platforms on Instagram at black millennial marriage um, on Facebook at black millennial marriage and on Twitter at black mill Pod. Now I just got back on Twitter. I need help. Yeah. Y'all go engage. Get, with Mikey. get on there. And tweet. He runs it. Sometimes yeah. I tweet from there too, but Mikey has, he's taking over the Twitter. I be talking about stuff sometimes and he'll be on there. And check out our other episodes, episode three, so the fuck that I marry. Episode four, plot twist and lemonade, our miscarriage story. And episode five, threesome or nah. And um, thank you again for listening. We will have story, like, um, what I'm trying to say, like story notes. We will have things, like I'm going to have these on the website. And uh, yeah, thank you again for listening. Be blessed.
don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. If you dig in what I'm saying, we could go deeper. I dig it, I dig it, dig it, I dig it. You dig it. I dig it, I dig it, dig it, I dig it. You dig it, I dug it, we're good, so yo. I hope you love it, I love it. I got no iPod, but none above it. I focus on what the funk is. Don't know what's so fierce. I'm sipping Tyler.